For those of you who do not like my friends at the computer voice for this blog the next series will be slightly different with my wonderful voice being the voice of the blog. We are now up to episode 82 and therefore just have 18 more episodes in this series of what I wish my father had taught me. For those of you who have read the transcript you will see that most of this has been done voice to type. The complication of doing this blog in voice to type is that if you continually stop to repair misinterpreted words, such as the two that just were written, you lose the stream of consciousness as you progress. And so I don't. As a consequence the reader gets some strange misinterpretations of what I have said. There are also typos and spelling mistakes. But when it comes to the audio it works fine. What we going to do is for the next series I'm going to speak and you can use the audio as the primary source and have the transcript as the backup only. What we are going to work on for the next series of episodes is the universal laws of nature. Although there are only five simple laws, applying them to remain conscious in the top of the consciousness code is a very wonderful art form. To be able to witness and experience all the diversity of life and not react to it, by seeing order in the chaos, is a profound gift for any leader. Know whether you consider yourself a leader or not, you are a leader. Your children, your friends, your family and probably your parents are following you. Most will be trying to convince you to think like they think because they believe that is the only way on the highway. But breaking through that mold is a really important thing when you want to be your true self. Human nature is tribal. We must often react to our own family. And so sometimes the belief systems that we challenge are unconscious. Belief systems that are unconscious are called memes and these memes are hard to find on the surface. Therefore what we've provided you with inner wealth is some investigating clues to help you make sure that you don't get stuck operating in the bottom three or four levels of the consciousness cone. Those clues are linguistic. Got to, should do, need to and to a lesser degree want to, are red flags that demonstrate that you have grown into a new level, a new realm, and are in baby pants all over again. Remembering what you've been taught and that is that as a tree grows through its frustrate rings, each time it starts a new ring it is in baby pants. It is vulnerable and exposed and new cells have to grow to handle the new environment. The reason most people stay safe and stuck is that they don't want to feel stupid. And stupid is how we feel when we grow into new baby pants again. We grow from having it all together at the top of the consciousness comb into the bottom of the next consciousness cone where we are completely in baby pants and feeling quite stupid. The faster you grow the more often you will experience being in baby pants. If you don't like feeling stupid or being in baby pants you might try to hold back and stay smart. That's not a wise thing to do. But you don't have to put your dirty laundry out on the front doorstep for all to see. You can bring your growth to a coaching session and feel stupid there. I find it quite incredible that even in a coaching session people feel shy to reveal that they have come to an impasse on some topic and then feel some degree of confrontation with finding the application of nature's laws in that situation. A coaching session is like a flying simulator. The best way to learn how to fly is in a simulator not in a real airplane. People who learn in real life should not try parachuting. The power of a coaching session cannot be underestimated as long as you bring your stupid self, your baby pants, your pain points, your confusions and your misunderstandings so that you can evolve through a frustration and get to the other side in a simulated environment rather than put your underpants over your head and walk around telling the world that you're wearing baby pants again. Trust is a precious commodity in life. I have said quite often that in a relationship you can love somebody but if you can't trust them, the relationship is finished. Trust is therefore in my opinion more valuable than love. You can love everybody but you won't trust everybody. And this trust comes only through consistency. If one minute you are this sweet loving parent cuddled up and watching TV with a pizza and the next minute you are this raving lunatic because the bedroom isn't tidy, you have broken trust even though you will always have love. Is the same at work. 
At work if you one minute go down the pub and tell everybody how wonderful it is to work with them because they are amazing and you feel so much of friendship with everybody and woohoo let's dance and have a karaoke session, and the next minute you are telling somebody that they are fired, the question might be which one of you is the real you. So you might fire people and pretend that you're sad. Or you might be down the pub dancing on the tables pretending that you're happy. But soon trust will be gone. If you operate in the bottom of the consciousness cone in any walk of life you are asking people not to trust you, you are asking people to recognize that you are capable of talking with a forked tongue. This concept of talking with a forked tongue is often used in Native American language about the white invasion. When promises were made in creating treaty for land and resources, those promises were so easily broken and so the Native American people called the white people people who spoke with a forked tongue. Do not become one of those people. Words are words, thoughts are thoughts, promises are promises, but action is the only reality. Results are reality. The extremes of your response to events in your life is a reflection of your consciousness. Extreme high and balancing that with extreme low, is low consciousness. Moderated reactions with moderate high and moderate low, may seem to be boring, but what it does is liberate you to have a life which is not wasted on emotional ups and downs but something that actually lives life in action rather than reaction. The struggle for many people is not knowing what they want to achieve in life because they would rather live their life in reaction. This bipolar state of reaction is highly rewarded because it gets attention in the hype zone and it gets attention in the low zone. Ultimately we will get attention from either what we give or what we get. If the obsession is from what we get then, labeled as narcissistic, we will embark on being either extremely high and therefore getting the most attention from it, or extremely low and equally getting attention from our bad state of mind or misery. Simply they are both substitutes for achievement. When we reward our children for being high, rather than reward them for what they produce, we encourage depression. When we reward our employees for being high rather than their achievement in production, we are encouraging family depression because they will take what they repress and express it at home. As leaders in business and in social life we need to be accountable for what we are causing at work and its reaction, counterbalancing reaction, at home. We may all complain about the increasing divorce rate which is now up and around 65% of all marriages, but we may not recognize that most of it is triggered by corporate training which compartmentalizes people into production machines at work, and ignores the subsequent consequences of such training. For so many years we have plowed on with MBAs and corporate trainings which are out of balance and then complained about the degree of social unrest and youth problems. Maybe it's time to think about this very carefully in your leadership and the zone in which you choose to operate in the consciousness cone. The support is there for you if you choose to operate in the top of the consciousness cone. But nobody can think for you. I am here to support you and challenge you in staying in the top of the consciousness cone and I promise you that you cannot do it without some level of intervention by a coach of some description who values the consciousness cone as the single most important human development prospect of human existence. You cannot serve others from the bottom of the consciousness cone. The consciousness cone has seven levels, the universe has seven levels, organizations have seven levels, teams have seven levels and so on. Free will is the choice to operate at the bottom or the top of the consciousness cone at the bottom of the seven levels or at the top. Every human being is born capable of this free will but for the majority they don't think, they just think what they think and continue to engage in compartmentalized human development and drink Coca-Cola thinking that it solves some sort of energetic problem when really it just solves one and creates another. So, stay committed, not necessarily just to your vision and goals but to being and living in the top of the consciousness cone in all aspects of your life and recognize that the more time you spend at the top of the cone the more likely it will be that you will burst into the next level at the bottom of the next consciousness cone and then you will have to move through that, that feeling of feeling stupid, baby pants up to the top of the next cone as quickly as possible. And I'm here to help. With spirit.
Chris.